This is our first time doing a live show. <laughs> Episode 42.9. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we are about to get started. This is the last, this is the, the grand finale of the fifth annual Future History Now. And uh, this is our, our first live podcast. Are we, we good, Tyler Woods? All right. So uh, for, this, for this last one, if you guys could scoot forward, I mean, like, seriously, like, we're, we move forward. You know what I mean? We move forward. The chairs before were way back. Like, you guys come forward. We'll meet in the middle. But uh, I go by the name of Alan Woods. My name is Kyla Woods. And this is episode 43. 43. Does anybody have a, is there a famous number 43? You know, we were 33. We're, no, 31. We're 31 Reggie was Reggie Miller. Yeah. I don't know. Who has number 43? Nobody. Okay. Okay. I like where you're going Jackie with that. Jackie Robinson. Jackie Robinson plus, plus one. one. I see what you did. Yes. I'm with it. Jackie Robinson plus one. I'm all the way there. So this is episode 43 of the Permanent Plus One podcast. Um, and, you know, first and foremost, we want to thank everybody who's here for being here, because you could have been anywhere in the world. So give yourselves a round of applause. Yes. Thanks, everybody. And um, shout out to Mortar for even inviting us to be a part of this. Like, this wasn't even our idea. They were like, hey, do you guys want to do a live podcast? And it, it's our first time. And we've talked about doing we a have. live show before, but we just haven't done one. So now's the perfect time. Yes. It's very exciting. So we're going to start this episode off with a game that I like to call. <laughs> what is it called? I don't know, but it's, it's good. It's, it's Ricochet. Made, did you make it up or did no, you not, get it from no, somewhere? I don't know. Both. It's Ricochet. Um, like you start with a word. Called where like, it's like the first thing that comes to your mind. What's yes. that called? The Rep. No, no, ah. It's close. It's, no, uh, popcorn. Who said popcorn? Vic, is it popcorn? It's I feel not, like you, but okay. that's okay. It's 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 whatever you whatever call it. Whatever it is. What did you just call it? What was the last thing? Oh, it's, no, okay, I, this, I like this game is called though. Hot Pockets, <laughs> which could be interpreted lots of different ways. Children, close your ears. All right. Okay. So what we do? It is word association ricochet. That's what it is. So it's That's like the full name we're, of it? it is today. It's a long name. So we give we start with a word and then we go back and forth to see what happens. Just giving the first reaction, the first word that comes or the first phrase that comes to our mind. Okay. Yes. So because you guys are here, you guys get to start. So somebody give me a great first oh. word. Oh, that's good. Yellow. Anybody good. All right, go. Why do I have to go first? Okay. Uh, jacket. B. Beyonce. Wu Tang. RZA. Jizza. Met the man. ODB. Bastard. Fatherless. <laughs> Queen mother. Queen sugar. Black Panther. Captain America. <laughs> Avengers. Stan Lee. <laughs> Old. I feel terrible, but that was what came to mind. What do you have? Uh, Betty White. Black Girl Magic. <laughs> Voodoo. 
do you. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm done. Okay, we're done. You won. We had another one last time. And remember, it didn't record. It got really. It no, got, we had one. Yeah, it was so it was good, and it didn't pick up. It ended yeah. up with like wet spot or yeah. something. I don't no, remember. it did not. That was like the last. The last. I'm sorry. Phrase was like wet spot. <laughs> it wasn't. It was, but it didn't record, okay. so you have no proof. All right. It's not there. So, the, the kids are uh, here. It's fine. it's fine. You made it a thing. I did. I was talking okay. about I spilled something on my shirt. Anyway. <laughs> let's talk about why we started the podcast. Yeah, let's talk about that. Um, first off, how many of you guys listen or subscribe to the podcast? Yay! Okay. Well, okay, this is what we're going to do, though. Remember, this is audio. So, yes, there's video there, but there's audio as well. Yes. So, when you raise your hands, nobody hears it. So, let's try that again. Okay. Oh, you need him to clap? How many of you guys subscribe or have listened to the podcast? There we go. It's a great yeah. idea. See? Great idea. So I've smart. done this once You're or twice. So smart. I mean, Thank I do you. my thing. Thanks for that. But, um, oh, speaking of, speaking of that, before we go to your question, um, if you guys are not following us on Instagram, this is a perfect time to do that because what we want you guys to be able to do is send us questions throughout this live podcast. So if you don't necessarily want to ask your question out loud, you can just kind of send it through the DM. Um, we will have time for you to ask questions out loud, though, if you want to do that. But if you're not as comfortable doing that, you can slide in our DMs. And it is just at permanent plus one. Um, everything's spelled correctly. Yeah. Okay, so why did we start the podcast? So we started the podcast um, two and a half years ago, three years-ish. Long time. Um, it's been a while. And we really started it because we wanted to cultivate an, an environment and a platform um, around healthy marriage conversation and really a healthy um, marriage representation, especially as it relates to the black community. Unfortunately, we haven't had a whole lot of representation as far as positive marriage experiences or even the notion that we should be married. You know, so we really, I think when it comes to single life, you have a lot of conversation, a lot of examples, a lot of, hey, go do this. But it's like for married couples, where do we go hang out? Like, how do we go have those positive, healthy experiences with other married couples? So we, we used to actually do events in Indy before we started the podcast. We're from Indianapolis. So before we started the podcast, when we still lived in Indianapolis, we would do events. Um, it was called Couples Therapy Crew. So it was like, you know, Couples Therapy. And we did that. And then when we were here, we thought, well, we'll just start um, the podcast. So. And one of the things that um, you kind of alluded to this, but just to be really clear, one of the things that we wanted to combat is the negative messaging that comes along with marriage in general in the media. Um, there's the, the connotation of you know, the people who, you know, the guy who goes to tell his boys, you know, I think I'm about to get married and be like, oh, no, man, why you why you want to do that? And it's just like, you know, that that notion in our community and in, you know, just just society in general, specifically if you're around a certain age or the kind of norms that are set for us for marriage. And, you know, how do we navigate that system or, or that desire to not be married or whatever the thing is? How do we have these conversations? So this is not a podcast that is specifically about marriage, but it is um, a podcast about life through a marriage lens. So everything that we talk about, whether it be our family, our uh, children who are in the room in the very back, as far back as they could possibly be, um, if, if it's about why she duck. <laughs> I don't know. I was like, where did Kelly go? This is what we deal with in life. Um, so if it's about our children, our parenting styles, um, we don't have all the answers, but we have all of the questions. 
Um, and just as a little bit of background, I have been married before, um, and Kyla was engaged before. We both brought a child into our marriage, and so we're navigating these Brady Bunch waters um, the best that we know how. And so, you know, I know what it's like to go through a marriage that doesn't make it. Um, and so I think that I've always told Kyla from day one, like, you get the benefit of a failed marriage because I know everything not to do now. Um, and I learned from that scenario. So I come into this environment in a different way um, than maybe I would have had I not been married before. Um, and, you know, so we are just out here, we're figuring it out. We're asking the questions. We're sharing with people what our marriage is like, um, and hopefully giving people hope that you know are thinking about you know joining the the marriage train, um, letting them know that it can be fun and it can be dope and it can be um, challenging and it can be difficult and sad and it can be wonderful and amazing and exotic and all of these things at the same time. Um, so that's why we started the podcast. And just to piggyback quickly off of um, Alan's reference to being married before, so another thing we discuss in the podcast is being open and, and maybe starting to challenge some of the, the lists. You know, people make lists of things like, oh, he's got to do this, or she has to be this, or she has to come with this. And so I never really had like a firm list, but I, I guess in the back of my mind when I was single was that I did want to marry someone who hadn't been married before. It was just kind of a thought, you know, that I had. But really meeting him and really loving who he was and loving what he represented and just falling in love with him as a person, that didn't matter to me. And he's right. I do feel like I got the, I get the benefit of him having learned things instead of having to learn those with me. You know, but that works for me. One thing that we really align with is doing what works for you in your marriage. Like, what is your, you know, your safe safe place. What do you guys love to do? It doesn't have to look like what everybody else loves. It doesn't. We don't celebrate Valentine's Day. We do not. Ding, ding, ding. We just don't. But it's shout over. out to the people who do. But if I you mean, want like, to, that's, that's fantastic. Yeah. That is wonderful. But we just don't. We Because it, it's just, for us, it's like we could really spend that money elsewhere or we might do something with our kids or whatever. That's or just on a random Wednesday, I want to do all of the things yeah. that people do on a Valentine's Day. Right. I just want to go do that on a random yeah. day. And Not a day a that, that I'm being told that I need to do that. I can yeah. go get a card any day of the year. I can go get flowers any day of the year. We can go to the Cheesecake Factory <laughs> any day of the year. <laughs> I mean, like, so why, and nothing against, like I said, nothing against people who choose to celebrate on that day. But that is just something that for us has not become our norm. But and we go out on birth. We go all out for birthdays. Yeah, like definitely. we do a lot for birthdays. New Year's Eve has become a thing yeah. where we might take a trip. Like so, we we really dive into those more non-traditional, um, I guess, holidays or dates of significance. So that because that's what works for us and that's what we enjoy. So we really want people to embrace the notion of setting what works for you in your relationship or your marriage. And you know, honoring that and embracing that and setting your own setting your own traditions. Yeah. That was great. Thank you. Great Thank job. you. I did make some notes so we would stay stay um, <laughs> on track today. Or we'll be all over the place, guys. If you've listened to the podcast, you know on this. On the podcast, this is where I would play that, that music <laughs> that plays in between. Yes. Because I would have go. had to edit something out yes. real quick and then we go yeah. into a segue. All right. So one thing that has been a central theme in our podcast and that I thought we could just touch on today is the importance of communication. 
So communication is something that we really um, strive to do effectively within our marriage and with our children and just in our lives. But it is something we had to grow into, especially me. So with our relationship say that part again. and our, you know what? Thank you. It was shady, but I'll say it again because I'm proud of it. I've grown a lot. Have I grown you a lot? You have grown tremendously. Thank you. Tremendously. Thank you. Yes. Ironically, Kyla is a communications expert. Like literally gets paid U.S. dollars to teach people how to communicate. You know, so it's just like one of those things that I always find amusing because in the beginning we kind of had challenges with communication and I was like, how is this possible? Yeah. Like, you are literally the yeah. communications expert. It's a tricky thing yeah. because I, I struggled with very personal communication, more so relational communication. I could do great in front of a crowd or a camera, which is the name of my company, but I would be, you know, I would have no problem or with other, you know, with peers or with whoever. But when it came to him, it was difficult for me to voice my emotions, to voice my opinion, to voice what I needed from him without feeling like I was going to offend him. It was a really, it was really difficult for me to navigate in our first couple years of marriage. But what I'm thankful for in our bond, in our relationship, and the, where he was willing to meet me is that what we would do is he knew that I could text something if it was bothering me. I wouldn't be able to talk about it. He would be fine if we were having a riff or something or a, a just a conversation that needed to happen and I was uncomfortable in it, he'd be fine talking about it. Well, we need to talk about this. Well, we need to do that. And I was shut down. Me as the communicator, I was shut down. I didn't want to do that. So one time we had, we had a situation. We were, I was all upset, was in another room, and... I feel you, like the way that you framed that was real delicate. How, it was a pretty... She said we had a, a thing. It was a, I was it in was a another big argument. room. She stormed off. I don't know if I stormed. Slammed the door and was like end up in the bedroom. I was like, raising, I was grabbing air. You was doing all of that. Like, I was in another room. You don't oh. talk to me. <laughs> all of that. So all of that was happening. And went into another room. And you know, this is early on. So I'm, we're, we're trying to figure it out. We're trying to figure it out. How do we fight? What does this mean? All of this. And so I, I had my phone and I got a message. And I was like, I know he is not texting me. How dare he? Some nerve, you sending me, oh, you know. So I open it and it was like, I really don't want to do this with you. And I'm like, I don't want to do this either. But okay. Now bring your ass but, out of that room <laughs> so we can talk. But it really, but seriously, it really, it reset everything. Because A, he was like, he, he recognized that I wasn't in a space that I wanted to talk in person about it. So instead of coming in the room and trying to blow it up, you know, coming and following me and like doing what he wanted to do, it was a sacrificial act to say, you know what, let me try to text her and see if that gets us somewhere. That's where love lives, everybody. That's what we try to talk about on the podcast. Love is not getting, you know, I won't say love is not. Love is different than getting flowers every week and big teddy bears and trips to the spa. That's fine. Love is also meeting me where I'm at in my communication love language or bringing me, you know, meeting me for lunch or bringing me lunch, something like that. So that was a game changer for us in our relationship. And there were other times that we had to text through things or email through, convert, you know, just tough situations because he knew that was better for me. And it has helped us get to a better space now. To be honest with you guys, we really don't argue a whole lot. 
we have, we're to the point now where we will squash something up front. Like we see it coming and now I've grown in a space where I'm willing to talk about it. I might even, I might even bring it up. I might even say, you know what? I really didn't like this, but I want us to figure this out right now because I don't want to waste any time being mad. So actually, I think you, you're, on this one, you're not giving yourself enough credit. You're welcome. Uh, because there, there were times early on in our relationship where if I said or did something in a way, I used to go, yep, I ain't talking to her ass for like two days. And, that's and, I, real. and it that's wasn't real. because I didn't want to talk. That's real. That's I just real. knew that, hey, yes. two, I just bought myself two days. <laughs> oh, you bought yourself two days? Two days of freedom? I didn't mean it like that. I meant like, I meant like due to crime, due to time, bought myself. Not, not like I just purchased a vacation. Like I'm saying, like, right, two days. I know for a fact. We not talking for two days. I know for a fact, right. I'm going to be making sandwiches. Like, so, <laughs> and now, like, she'll come to me, and it'll be, and I remember it was recently, like, something happened, and I, I totally, I was in a mood already, and I said something, it was just like, you know how you just kind of, you have this response, and it has nothing to do with her, it has something to do with whatever's happening at work, or whatever is going on in life outside of the marriage, and so she said something when I just wasn't in that right frame of mind. And I said something back and it was quick because I, that's me, I'm very quick. I have a very quick tongue. It can be very sharp. I get it from both of my parents. I'm working on it. But I said something to her and then afterward I was like, damn, two days. And then about 20 minutes later, she came in the room and she was like, look, let's talk about this. Cause I feel like we were going, getting ready to go somewhere. And like, I was like, damn. Like, I have never experienced somebody who was that emotionally mature and ready to say, you know what, we're not wasting this time on this argument when we could figure it out, get in a better space and keep moving. And I say, I say that also coming from a place of, you know, we've been, since we've been married, we've been together for 11 years um, we've been married almost nine, and we have had at least three couples in our lives that have lost a spouse that were our ages or younger. Yes. Many of them, most, most of them younger. Yeah, most of them younger. Yes. And so we, we definitely look at our relationship from the lens of, you know, in, in a non-cliche way of not wasting time, but like legit, like, is this what we want to do with our time? There's been times when we were into it for, you know, back when we used to do the couple day thing, like where she would leave the house, wouldn't say bye, I would do the same, you know, and it's just like, what if something happened to me while I was gone? You know what I mean? Like, would that be the last interaction we had was that I left the house, didn't say I love you, didn't say bye, you didn't know where I was going, car flips over somewhere, I'm in a ditch, dead, and that's the last thing that we've gone through because literally one of my friends, really good friend, um, and it's, it's hard because we, we don't connect with a ton of couples, you know, like there are more now, I think now that we do the podcast, I think people tend to approach us more and like have conversations, but it was a couple we really had connected with. They ended up moving to Florida, um, Kim and Rashid. And when I met Rashid, 
we were at an event at the Brandery. We were the only two black people in the whole event. And you know how you do that, that thing where you see another black person across the room, but you kind of act like you don't see them? Because <laughs> what if they don't want to be because, the other black person you in the room with me? Right, you know, you, right, right. I you don't know. You can't just go straight there, you know? So we kind of like walked around a little bit and then eventually ended up talking. And uh, then it, it turned out that his wife was also in news. This was when Kyla was at News 5. His wife was on Channel 19. She got another opportunity, moved, uh, they moved to Florida. And he left the house one day. He's like, you know, I'm gonna run over to the store. Um, literally walked across the street, got hit by a car, car kept going. And that was the last time she saw her. You know, and it's just like, so when I think about that, I'm just like, man, this is not how I wanna spend these moments. You know, like every moment that I'm with you, and we're gonna have disagreements. We're gonna have things that we don't, agree on and we, we, you know, have these moments where we have a little beef, but it's just like, you know, it's not worth it. You know, and I think that that's kind of the place that we're at now, you know, is, and even like thinking about like Kobe, like what if he had just gotten an argument right before he got in the helicopter? You know, and that's kind of like the last thing that, you know, him and Vanessa had. And it's just like, is that, you know, is this worth our time? You know, and of course there are times when you gotta have your, your conversations and you gotta have your arguments or your disagreements or whatever, and there's time for that. But where do I wanna put the majority of my time? And I think that's, that's kind of where we're at right now. And we're at a point where we are proactively just seeking out, like cutting that down. I think you kind of touched on that too, is that, so Rashid's death did hit us really, really hard. Like I, rem I will never forget the day getting that phone call and then having to call him and tell him about it. It was one of the most difficult days of my life. And I literally, we just kept thinking about it in the sense of he left the house. Like he left the house to go to the store. The store was literally across the street from them. And so it just reminds us how precious life is. And so now when it comes to communication, when it comes to disagreeing um, in a productive, healthy way and cutting down on that time, we had a weekend. This, I think this might've been the deal breaker where, we, where we, we said we'll never do that again. We had like a weekend, kid free. Hello, Shout somebody. Out to everybody who got Hello, somebody. Seeing somewhere. Kid free weekend. Kid free weekend. Do y'all know we had the unmitigated gall, the audacity, the audacity to get into an argument like day one, not even day two or three, day one of the kid free weekend. We got into, I mean, a blowout like argument, and did not talk to each other the whole weekend. We're walking past each other in the she house. She slept. She slept in the in the girls' room. I was so mad. That's the only time I've ever done that. I don't even think they know. That's the only time I've ever done that. Yeah, she was all in your bed. Only time I've ever. I mean, I was so mad. I was so mad. I'll show him. And we got so we you know went the whole weekend get the kids. I don't think we even. It, it was like a couple of days even after they got back home and finally got. And we were like, we will never do that again. It's. I mean, we will never. We missed out on so much, especially where we could have just been out, you know, enjoying each other. Um, and I think that is that probably the last time we've gone a significant amount of time without talking to each other. And the crazier thing is like when we were talking about that recently, we don't even remember what it was. We don't. And that's the that's the point. Like, right. You lose all that time we and it's like, know. we don't even remember what we was we mad don't. for. We don't remember. She it wasn't something. worth it. No. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever it was and whoever did it, it was not worth it. Oh, you do it remember. Not worth it. I don't. What was it? I don't. What I don't remember. Do? Moving on. <laughs> so communication is important. And what I would recommend, I think Alan um, and I would both recommend, re if you have not yet, um, check out the five love languages. 
It is an incredible book. It, we've been talking about it. I think been, it's been referred to us since early in our marriage, and we really just dove into it like year before last, maybe, um, and got into and really just. It is so important because it teaches you that your spouse or your partner, or your your significant other, might not love the same way you do, and that does not discount the way they love. I am words of um, affirmation. That is my. I live there. Alan is not a words of affirmation per person, but he wants quality time and he's gonna do acts of service. So when he brings me something, like that is him like, girl, I'm really loving on you right now. Or like when we're spending time together, like even the podcast, the podcast, that's quality time. And for me, it's even words of affirmation. It's us loving on each other and communicating in a way um, that works for both of us. So I highly recommend that. Just you know, spend some time in that and really understand what your spouse or partner's love language is and love them that way versus the way you want to be loved and saying they should be loved that way too. There's also, um, and we downloaded it and never used it, but there's a, an app that's connected to the book. It's called Love Nudge, where it like nudges you to remind you of the way that your spouse wants to be loved and it gives like suggestions. So if it's like quality time, it has like a list of things and you can even set it up where it will give you a reminder if you say, okay, in 30 days, I wanna remember that this is the way I'm going to show love on this day and it'll you know give you a little reminder to do that. So it's called Love Nudge and it's connected to the five love languages. We also did um, the survey that's connected through the website where we were able to answer the questions and kind of really determine what our love languages were. Um, and it kind of ranks them based on how you answer certain questions. And I think that that has been helpful because I am not, like sometimes I'm learning that I need to be more of the hype man, more than, you know, like, cause I know that she knows that I support her, but that's not enough. Like she needs to hear that I support her, not just know. And so now I'm like, okay, I need to make sure that I'm telling her. So sometimes it's just a quick text, like, yo, you killing it, you know? And, you know, she, she you know, not to put her business all in the street, but, you know, the last couple of years have been really interesting since she left TV media and like trying to find her place um, in that and just knowing that somebody supports you and, um, in that process of you trying to do your self-discovery and you're figuring out like what is it I'm supposed to be doing? Why is this not working? And you know, just be, having somebody who's going to listen, but then also give you those affirmations when you're not affirming yourself. I think that that's when it becomes even more important because like at those times when you know she was having these low points where she was applying for positions at different stations and it just wasn't happening and you start to kind of doubt yourself and you need that person who's gonna be riding for you like, nah, man, they tripping, yeah. you know? <laughs> hey, they don't know, you know? So, and, and then now, uh, a couple weeks ago, she got this the new position on um, the show that she's doing um, for Bizbeat, um, where she's, she's hosting the show and it was just like, yeah, shout out to Thank you guys, <laughs> thank y'all. It was a big, it's a big yeah. blessing, but it, it did come after many, and, yeah. I, I, and I'm, I'm very transparent about that. I try to share, you know, on my platforms that it's not just that you, you get on TV or you get in whatever lane, whether it's as an entrepreneur or whether it is in corporate world and everything just goes well, but a lot of times people only see your high points or they only see the successes and the yeses, and it's important to share that, no, I had a lot of no's. There were a lot of no's, so. It all, it all works together. Yeah, yeah, so, um, and, and we have another thing coming. 
I mean, it's, it's really cool to be on this journey um, with your spouse. And sometimes it can be difficult, you know, because people always wonder, you know, do I really want to work with my spouse? You know, like, I see you at home. Like, do I really want to see you during the day? Um, and so, you know, Tyla started as a contractor at Mortar, um, offering her communications expertise to us as a company and has since, you know, she's doing more with us. And then uh, we used to host a lot of events in the past together. And we actually just signed on to do uh, an event in DC together. It'll be our first time like hosting a national conference together for a couple days. So that's gonna be dope. Um, We're very excited. Yeah. Thank you guys. Yeah. Man, the support is real. The love is, I feel it all. Thank you. Thank you. So yeah. it's, it's just a journey and, and knowing that love language, knowing um, that sometimes when it's about sacrifice too, you know, because because my love language is quality time, like she will, instead of being like separated and working on whatever she's doing for her business, like sometimes she will come downstairs and, you know, just so we can be in the same, you know, thing. And I'll turn off my love and hip hop or whatever is on because it's, that ain't he her thing. He does love Ratchet you know? Peace Theater. I do. He loves it. It's how like, I, it's his, it's it's how how I he do y'all know that about him? He loves Ratchet TV. That's my thing. It like, is not my thing. My whole job is like, I'm changing the world. So like when I it's get home, thing. like I'm trying to see. He loves some, it. Like, Flip over the tables. Yeah. Kick somebody down. Yeah. <laughs> he wants to see it all. Yeah. No, sir. <laughs> no. But, <laughs> so I'll, t you know, but it's a sacrifice. You know, I'll turn it off when she comes. I know it's not her thing, you know? And she'll just be sitting over there judging me. So yeah. I just be like, I, I just turn it off while you down here. <laughs> Bless your heart. Let me get us back on track. Okay. Self sacrifice. Yes, it's okay. You're doing great. So one thing you talked about as far as, um, support and su make sure, making sure that we're supporting each other in the ways that we need to be supported. So I think something I have also learned in marriage that has made me a better person um, as far as trying to uh, just make an impact, like as far as leadership, my involvement with Impact 100, which um, Lauren mentioned earlier, um, just in, in trying to mentor other young black professional women, and just in general as a mom, as a person, as a woman, um, self-awareness. So that is one of my phrases for 2020 is like, Self-awareness, just realizing I'm not always right, A. How can I improve myself in this situation? But you really have to be in a, you have to be in a very mature state. You have to be in a, in a willing state to look at yourself in the mirror and say, you know what, what can I be better at? What can I do better at? How can I be better for my spouse? And so um, I think within that self-awareness is where it has helped me to grow in my communication and in receiving support from him. So even though he's not a person that's gonna give me words of affirmation, um, Sometimes when he's not doing that, and I may have received it in a way that made me angry. So if he says to me, you know what, you probably should do this more as far as your business, or you know what, have you thought about this? So instead of maybe the first couple years, Kyla, first couple years of marriage, Kyla would have received that in, I can't believe he said that, he doesn't support me. Why is he doing, why is he being negative? Now I will receive it and it might not feel good. In fact, it doesn't feel good. But I will say he wants me to, he wants to help me grow in that. And even if it doesn't sound like the way I want to hear it, he, his intentions are good and his intentions are pure and his intentions are out of love. And he's saying, you know what, because that, that's what's going to get you to the place where you're not frustrated like you are right now. And I can receive that now. So, again, it took growth and it took learning. And even for him as a leader, um, I, you know, if I, I have to approach very cautiously and, and I have to think about how I'm going to say something. 
But I think now he's in a place where he can receive it better and say, you know what? Thank you for sharing that feedback with me. And it, it might not feel good. Yeah, I think that that's, that's the important thing to know is that we are on the same team. Um, and so any feedback is designed to make each of us better. Mm -hmm. So if I come home and I vent about something that happened at work and she's like, well, did you ever think that maybe they feel like, no, I didn't think about that. I might care what they think. Well, I <laughs> care what they, us. I care, honey, and this is how they're You're feeling. You're supposed to be on my side. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, that, 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 that would be my initial thing, like, do I care what they think? Like, don't you care what I think? You know, so, and, and we've had to reframe that, you know, and uh, I think that one of the other things that um, the, the reflective listening piece we learned in our uh, premarital counseling, the, okay, so what I, what I hear you saying mm -hmm. is... What I hear from you... Blank. Yep. You know, what I hear you saying is that you care more about what they think than you care about what I think. And then it gives her an opportunity to be like, no, no. that's not yeah. what I said. You're not listening to what the actual words that are coming out of my mouth. And that's the other thing too with communication um, is that we often hear things through the lens of our past. Mm -hmm. So like sometimes if you say something, you're not actually hearing the person who's talking to you in the method they're talking. You might hear your ex saying that thing or your dad in the way he used to say it and the way he was looking at you when he said it and then it was like so now you have these kind of traumatic things that you now have attached to what I said because I said I don't like banana pudding and then you remember the time that your dad threw banana bananas across the room and it's like wait that's not you know so it's, we have to remember too like kind of what lens we're, we're, we're listening through as we communicate. Yeah. And that we're all bringing different experiences to the table. And, and we actually just talked about this the other day, not just in a, in a marriage situation or relationship, you have to think about that in relation to pretty much everybody you come into contact with. I think we learn that as we get older and you deal with you know, people in a work setting, in a networking set, setting, in just people you come in contact with. Everyone's carrying their own things. Everyone's carrying their family stuff, their personal stuff, their you know, childhood stuff that they never healed from. Like there are so many things. And that's why they say don't take things personally, but I think also it allows us to give grace to people and it allows us to say, you know what? They might not even even meant it like that. So I'm gonna, I'm, it's fine. It's not gonna impact the rest of my day. I'm gonna go on about my day. Um, so one other thing, speaking of um, kind of getting insight into how people operate and what people are bringing, one thing Rosalind, um, who mentioned this morning on our mental health panel, which was incredible, Dr. Rich is in the house too, he was amazing. So Rosalind said something that I thought we could also bring into this portion of the conversation, and then we'll go into questions. So she talked about how in relationships you often see red flags or certain behaviors, and sometimes people view those as projects, right? They view them as, oh, I can fix that. I can, I can address that, oh, it's fine, it's okay. And she said, well, when we can't fix it, we, we feel like we failed. So she said, why don't we realize that we just can't change that person's behavior, and instead we need to look at why we think we should be able to fix it. So it kind of goes back to that self-awareness, and I think that's something we talk about in, as far as relationships and marriage, is understanding what that person brings, you have to accept the person as they are. They might grow, they, sh they will grow as they get, but if they don't, I expect consistency from people for the, for the most part. I just want you to be consistent. And so that's one thing I think is important in marriage is to accept the person where they are and not 
see this project or red flag and think I should be able to go in and fix that. And make sure that you can live with the things that um, are initially cute. Like, is it Ooh. still going to be cute Ooh, yes. in 10 years? Yes, cute. You know, so <laughs> I, I remember <laughs> uh, when we first started dating, like, um, I have the tendency of, you know, when I come home, if I take my shoes off, that means I ain't going nowhere. So, but my shoes get taken off wherever I am. And, and the shoes stay where they are. They do. Because they be on display. I, I want everybody in the to audience. see them because they be nice. They but, are nice shoes. But so Kylie used to trip over them all the time. All the time. And I used to be like, you ain't see them shoes. Like, it's a 14. You ain't see them. Like, but then it was like, you know, she, you could hear her frustration when she trips over them. She's like, Ugh. like, you know, and it's like now 10 years into or, you know, later into the relationship, it is still happens so like when she talks about the consistency and you knew what it was then and don't necessarily think that it is going to change but then I also have made the conscious effort of you know when I go up at the end of the night I've been trying to make more of a conscious effort to take my shoes with me you've I been mean, doing great too I thank have. you you've I've been, been doing great you really have yes I've been intentional yes. so that's the growth yeah but the growth came I but I can't expect that Right. Like I have to go. So there are certain things if a per if someone is displaying a consistent behavior and I guess that could be good or bad. Like if something, you know, the shoe thing, it's not a huge, it's not a deal breaker. It is what it is. So I got used to it. I'm like, uh, his shoes are right here. You know, but in the beginning, if someone is displaying a terrible behavior that you don't align yourself with, it's saying to yourself, that's that might not change. And I have to be okay with it. I can't expect in two years. And it might get worse. And it might get worse. Yeah. yeah. So it's just being honest with yourself. Yeah. Um, yeah. So. I think that wraps up our structured portion of the podcast. You did a great job. You did a better job. Thanks, <laughs> guys. You guys are amazing. I'm so happy y'all are here. <laughs> Thank you. Did he talk me my love language? You see it? I see you. Come on, you better co-sign. That's what I'm talking about. I love y'all. Y'all yeah, learned it already. Yeah, listen. Thank you, honey. Thank you. So we'd love to take questions if anybody has any. Yeah. We're happy. If not, then... And did you did you check some. the DM just in case? Oh, I didn't. Oh, I'm glad you reminded me. Yeah. Yes, thank you. Yes. I will check the DM. What's the, what's the DC conference thing? Oh, good question. And follow up. Can we <laughs> uh, Sure. I'm not sure. <laughs> oh, maybe not. I'm not sure. I can, okay, I can yeah. send you information. Uh, yeah, everybody, bring the whole. Bring everybody, everybody come. Everybody come. It's it's actually a, a social change conference. I don't remember. It's like the economic impact social New change. Conference. Right. New profit, New profit is, is, is putting it on, um, and so they do a lot of social impact work. Uh, Brian Stevenson is going to be one of the speakers yeah. there, and Clint um, Smith, yeah, as well. Yeah, yeah it's going to be so great. It's going to be really, really dope. And um, Kyla's already been pegged to interview Clint, um, so you know, awesome. it's going to be dope. It's yeah, gonna it's going to be great. Yeah. he's like a Harvard. He started getting his PhD at Harvard. It's going to be. I really got to be on my P's and Q's for right. that one. <laughs> Woo! Yes. We don't have any DMs, so no one has any secret questions. Okay. <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> any other questions? We won't hold y'all. <laughs> if you don't. One once. Yes. Oh, you, did you send us one? We don't have it. We didn't get it. I'm checking. Oh, here it is. I'm sorry. Is it the careers? Yes. Okay. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I didn't see it at first. Here it is. All right. So thank you for being willing to ask it anyway. 
handling careers and companies. So how do we balance supporting each other and maintaining working together, especially when your partner might not agree with a move that you're making? That's an excellent question. Excellent, excellent, excellent question. You wanna start? I would, I would say there's not a lot of moves that we make that the other person doesn't agree with mm -hmm. because we tend to have those discussions ahead of time um, so that we are on the same page. I mean, there could be something that happens where, you know, let's say Kyla gets a job at Fox News for whatever reason. And, you know, I would be like, he doesn't have to worry are about you it. sure? <laughs> and then my second question is, how much is the check? No, but. <laughs> because the way these kids are set up. Right, right. we behind on the college fund. Yeah, That's why we, we was here for the bad conversation. We forgot to ask that question. But I mean, so, so I think a lot of our, our decisions, I think that we, we have real conversations yeah, to start. So I will ask, her questions because we are individuals. We are two individuals who love each other and are in one marriage, but we are two individuals. So she has her own life, I have my own life. We are working together collaboratively in our lives together. Um, but there are going to be things that she wants to do that don't really have anything to do with me and are really kind of none of my business, but she shares the information. Uh, we don't really do the permission thing, um, but we ask you know, we have the conversations. Like I was saying on the creatives panel, like when I started doing photography again, I wanted to know if I take pictures, if I wanted to take pictures of women who are dressed like this, styled like this, what are your thoughts? Because I wanna know. And if she's uncomfortable with it or she says, you know, I, don't, I would prefer that you didn't, then now I know how to move forward. And then I get to determine, is it worth whatever my reasoning is to do it now that I know that she's uncomfortable with it. You know, if I'm getting paid a million dollars to shoot a picture of Kerry Washington, however, you know, then I'd be like, hey, okay, now it's Kerry Washington. <laughs> Are you, you know, and we, we have the conversation. But if ultimately, when it comes down to it, if she says, I really don't want you to do it, I'm gonna be like, all right, I ain't gonna do it. You know, I wouldn't do it. But I will remind her ass every time we can't afford to do something. Be like, I mean, I just be like, man, if I could have shot with Carrie, like. <laughs> but, but I mean, I, so I think we have we have those real conversations. So we don't tend to have disagreements on the career side. Um, but as far as like, and it's not just about money either. So I threw the million dollars out there. But it's not just about money. I think that you know we typically are operating from a place where I know her. And I know me, and like because I know myself, I want to make sure that I'm doing things that are pleasing to her. Um, but at the same time, I am a, a separate human being who has to also be fulfilled in the things that I'm doing. Um, because when you are not fulfilled and you're only living for your spouse, that's where control comes into play, where you start to allow people to direct what you do and don't do based on their level of comfort or insecurity or whatever the thing is. And it's just like, we gotta have real conversations about that. And he's a creative and he's an artist and, and, and that is its own very significant lane. And that's why we created space today specifically for creatives. Cause A, they're not often catered to in the world. And B, it really is, it's a very unique, I think mental space to be in. It's a beautiful mind, I mean it really is. Um, but even as a spouse, like understanding 
um, you know, like w his thought processes. And, and, you know, maybe we circle back to that conversation later. Like maybe we're gonna talk about this right now. So all of those things, but as a spouse, not getting offended and not saying something I'm saying is not important, just understanding, okay, the mind works a little bit differently and we'll come back to that later and it's fine. Because but you, that comes from a space of love too. So we do have other questions, I'm excited. So yeah, I think I had me, to- up let me throw, I wanna throw oh, one, yes. one other thing in too. Like this is not a competition. Oh, yeah, that's I, I want to mention that because that has come up in other questions and forums and, you know, because we are both grinding to do the things that we do, it is never going to be a situation. You will never hear Alan say anything that's discouraging of Kyla going to do her thing. And you will never hear Kyla do that to me because we are both out here in pursuit but we're going to the same thing. We have the same destination in mind. We've discussed this. We have children that we're trying to create a legacy for, and we're trying to get generational wealth. And you know, when it comes to like the money, like that's a whole different conversation that we have, you know, had to work together on. But like we are, we understand that we are on the same team. Period. Like so, there's nobody who can slide in here and disrupt this because. It's us. We're not even on the same team as those two. In real life. They on a whole different They're on team. a different team. They're on a team. They team they contract is ending real soon. <laughs> because when when they get out the house, we have to deal with what is remaining. And we love so, them so much. Yeah, I love absolutely. They know that. They, they better know it. You know it, they don't know you? It. But because <laughs> because But they will leave and we yeah. will be left. And that's how you <laughs> end up with people who have parents who've been married for 30 years, yeah. and then that last kid goes to college, then next thing you know, they divorce. They don't know what to do. They have made their lives only about the children, yeah. and then they look at each other and they're like, yep. I don't even know who yep. you are anymore, yep. because they have stopped growing together and stopped investing in their relationship and started to invest separately in careers and children and other things, then they look up and it's like, we forgot about us. Yeah. We always keep us, yes. we trying to always keep us together together for real. Okay, so we have a couple other questions. So, is producing your podcast a form of therapy? Does it help your marriage or does it create challenges because it's work? And that's really a great question too. And I will say at one point for me, it did start to kind of feel workish. Like we were trying to do them, I think once a week or something. And it just, because we had so much other stuff going on and I really was looking for it to be more of a reprieve from you know, but we also wanted it to be high quality. We also want it to be, you know, it represents us. So we want it to be done in a way that, that is, you know, high quality. So um, we push past that. I think now we've given ourselves a little bit more grace. We, if you listen, we haven't done it as often as we used to because we've been busy. And that's, that's a part of real life. And we talk about that on the show. We'll say, you guys haven't heard from us in a while because life and we've just been doing all the things. Does anybody watch LeBron's show, The Shop? on HBO. So good. We don't know yes. when that thing come out. Look. You it, never know when an episode's nope. coming out. It's inconsistent. Yeah. Yep. When it comes out, it gives you what you're looking for. Yeah. And when I saw that, I was like, hey, yeah. that's how we're going to drop ours. We'll put them out when we feel like it and not force it. I think that's the thing is like with this, you told me in the beginning, I don't even remember if you, if you remember, I don't know if you remember this, but you said, I don't want this to be worked. You told me that and I was like, all right. So like, I'm not going to stress it. We'll do it when we feel like it, when time aligns and when the equipment is cooperating. We'll Because that's podcast. a whole other thing, y'all. The equipment, yeah. like, get, I mean, we've had so many times. We've recorded full podcasts and it not uploaded. Or, oh, it's, it's a very real thing. And those are always the best ones. Oh, they're so good. So I would say, 
yes, I think it has, especially when we're able to do something like this, like it really does fuel us. I think it, we really believe it's a part of our purpose as people, as um, people who want to make an impact in some way, who want to leave a legacy. I think that us as a couple, even, and individually, like we know this will be a part of our legacy. So I think it does serve, I mean, I guess kind of therapeutic, but also very fulfilling. Like we hope that people are blessed by what we're doing, what we're talking about. We hope it opens doors to conversations for couples to have in relationships that maybe they haven't felt like they could have before. But if you're listening, the thing we love is like, if you're listening to it together and we bring up something, you're like, you know, and you and one talk about it before, you're like, you know how Alan just said, you think maybe we, what if we did? Use me. <laughs> yeah, it's use cool. both of us. I'm not in your house, so you can throw me in there, they throw me hate under the me, bus. They hate him, it's fine. Be like, so. I was crazy when he said such and such. What you think about that? <laughs> yeah. So yes, yeah, so I think it has been, has been good for us. One so. last thing, I think also it has helped our communication because it's yeah. almost like being on the podcast meant that we were going to have a conversation. I don't know about you guys, but sometimes it can be challenging to find 30 minutes straight where you sit and do nothing but talk. If yes. you're not eating, you're not watching TV, we are sitting down for 30 minutes yeah. and only looking at each other and talking to each other. And I don't remember the last time that we did that, you know, except for maybe when we were dating, but even then, you're probably eating something or, you know, walking somewhere or doing something. And it's just like, it has made communication easier. It has made communication um, become a thing that we have prioritized and it's made it something like, well, I don't feel like there's anything that I can't talk to my wife about. You know, we, we talk about everything, you know, and, you know, sometimes, like recently, we even talked about how people don't talk about things. How you find out that your spouse was into something that you didn't know they was into because they felt like they couldn't tell you, but y'all been together for 20 years. And it's just like, you're hiding who you really are from your spouse. And you could be like, hey girl, I want to try such and such. And she'd just be like, no. Okay, well at least you know, we had to talk. <laughs> you know, we could communicate. Um, but I think it has helped our communication. I think so, I would agree. Yeah, I think it's definitely open open door for us to just sometimes even go deeper into conversations that we may have had offline. We can dive deeper into them in the podcast. So this will probably be the last question unless we have something super pressing because we're after five. But um, this is a great question because we didn't really get to talk about parenting and how we you know manage um, this is asking about how do we manage differences and misalignment on how you want to raise the children, which is an excellent question, and it is something that is common. I think when you come, when it comes to families, when it comes to relationships, and we we've had differences in parenting, and we've had conversations, and I think it takes openness. I think it takes um, me willing to say, you know what, that's not how I was raised, or that's not how I would have handled it but I know that he loves our children as much as I do, and so maybe I'll consider it. One thing for me I had to grow into, I was very mama bear, very you know babyish. It was hard for me. Our girls are 13 and 15 now, and in my mind, you know, they're always like two and four and five and seven. And as they got older, Alan would be like, no, they can do this. <laughs> they can do this thing. They can do She'd this be task. She'd in the kitchen, and I'd be, wiping off the stove, like, talking no, about, Ava, you know you didn't clean oh, the no. stove off. I'm like, well, why no. are you doing it? They can take the recycling out? He's like, yes, they're grown people. They've got big, they're as tall as you. And so, so instead of, again, it's me checking myself. Instead of me getting mad, he don't want me to be their mommy, I'm their mommy. I said, you know what, he's right. And we're raising people, not just children. So that was another light bulb for me. 
we're raising people. I want them to be self-sufficient. I want them when they, if they go to college, if that's for them, when they have their own places, I want them to know how to clean and make the place look, and I want them to know how to pay their bill, write their bills out, take the trash out, whatever you have to do. Deal with car stuff. So I had to get to the mindset, you know what, he's right. I do need to start letting them be more independent and letting them manage things more instead of rescue. I'm like, I wanna jump in and rescue. I wanna help, I'm just helping. He's like, no, you're enabling. <laughs> The other side of that coin, though, um, is something that you have actually helped me see as well, is that, you know, a lot of times I would say, you know, this is a cold world. You know, I'm trying to help them get ready for the cold world. And she was like, you know, she said something that was really profound. She was like, you can't prepare them for the cold so much that it's colder here than when they get outside. They don't want to come back because they recognize that it's also cold here because you have tried to prep them for what the world is like. And so it had, it, it had an effect on me because I was like, okay, you know, maybe I am too hard on the girls. Maybe I should soften up a little bit. Maybe I, do I have to say no every time they ask to do something just because I can? <laughs> just because that's what my parents did to torment me, you know? That's so, a real, that, and like, that's a real thing. Like, I had to ask for everything, so I'm like, y'all should ask. And I would be like, why did we say no again? And he'd be like, Oh, I, let's just, it's fine. They can do it, it's fine. <laughs> like, they're not, it's not gonna, you know. And that's a real thing, but it takes uh, look, being able to ask yourself, you know, and challenging things that you did grow up with. Challenging, yeah. you know, situations and I guess um, traditions that have been in place that you might, you know, because you're used to it, you just wanna reinforce it, but it might not, be, it might be okay to let that go. It might be okay to let that one thing go. So yeah, I'm proud that of you. Because you've really gotten better. I'm proud of that. you more. Thank you. <laughs> I appreciate this quality time. Thank you, honey. Thanks. I love you. You're amazing. <laughs> Thank you guys so much. We appreciate y'all's engagement. Y'all been amazing. Thank y'all for coming. We'll have this up. I won't promise when it'll be up, but sometime it'll be up at some time. <laughs> this concludes episode 43 yes. of the Permanent Plus One podcast. You can find us on Facebook or Instagram. It's at Permanent Plus One all spelled correctly. Until the next time. Love each other. Yay, we did it. We did it. <laughs>